0: Alhamdulillah. Nakhmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'atogfiruhu wa numnu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shurooli anfusina wa min sayeati a'malina. Men yahdihi Allah falamudilla lagu wa min yudlilu falamudilla lagu wa min yudlilu la ilaha illa Allah la shareika ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدًا نعبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اقرأ بسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق اقرأ وربك الأكرم الذي علم بالقلم علم الإنسان ما لم يعلم صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم وَنَحْنُ عَلَىٰ ذَٰلِكَ لَمِنَ الشَّاهِدِينَ وَالشَّاكِرِينَ وَالْعَالَمِينَ My most respected friends, brothers and elders in Islam, it is only the grace and fuzzle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with the wealth of Iman and included us among the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Many many favours and bounties of Allah we enjoy. But among the greatest favour, among the greatest of favours which Allah Pak has granted us is the knowledge of Deen. After Iman and the knowledge of Deen is the greatest favour. But it is through this knowledge. That a person will be able to preserve his Iman. He will be able to protect his Iman. He will be able to fortify that Iman. And he'll be able to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks highly and greatly of these two favors. The favor of Iman and the favor of Ilm. يَرْفَعُ اللَّهُ الذين آمنوا وَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْعِلْمَ دَرَجَاتِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had honored the believers with high positions of honor in the hereafter and those whom Allah granted the knowledge of Deen. High, high positions of honor in the hereafter. Allah is speaking about Iman and Allah is speaking about Ilm. That this journey to Allah commenced with ilm. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam received nubuat in Ghara Hira. We all know the famous incident. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Hazrat Jibreel alayhi sallam to Nabi alayhi sallam. And that was the first lesson of wahi. Iqra' bismi rabbika ladhi khalaq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Sends this wahee by upon the heart of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi And Allah is commanding the Nabi of Allah, recite. With the name of your Lord. Who had created you. خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقٍ Allah created man. Allah created insan from a... From a clot of Blood. Iqra wa rabbukal akram recite and your lord your, your your lord is most gracious is most merciful is most loving and kind Allah allama al insana ma lam yalam Iqra akram recite and your lord is most gracious Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is introducing himself, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is informing insan about the importance of ilm. Recite the Wahy of Muhammad صلى Allāmā bil qaram, Allām al insanama lam yālam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala had taught man through the pen, and He taught man what He knew not. When the Wahi came to Nabi Sallallahu it was his first encounter with Wahi, first encounter with a, an angel. Can you imagine what, what was the state of Nabi Sallallahu heart and mind? Nabi Sallallahu was in fear, Nabi Sallallahu was concerned and worried that will I be able to manage this burden of Nubu'at? Mufassirin explained that Nabi Sallallahu he goes home and the first thing he does after meeting his respected family, he Khadijah Khadija radiallahu anha, breaking the news that what had transpired and taken place in the cave. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa recited the wahi to her. So he acquired this ilm from Allah. And his concern was he had to pass this ilm to this ummat. And from the ummat, he passed it on first to his household. علم علم These are the first five verses that were revealed in the Quran in And then we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs and commands the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam not long after this incident. In Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Fasda'a bima tu'umar wa mushrikeen. Whatever command you have received from Allah this knowledge of deen, pass it on to the ummah. And turn away from the idolaters, from the mushrikeen, from the polytheists. turn away from them. So the importance of ilm, the ilm of deen, in, in proportion to how much of ilm a person has, that's how much he will be able to practice deen. And how much he will be able to practice deen will determine his position in the hereafter. On the day of Qiyamah, there will be many, many people. That they will come before Allah. They were not known in this world as formal hufaz, formal ulama. But in secret, in seclusion, they were learning Quran. They were learning the Mubarak Ahadith. They were increasing their knowledge and increasing the marifat of Allah. And there on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will honor such personalities and people with high positions of ilm, high positions of honor on account of that ilm. On account of that ilm. So it's not too late for any person. When a, when a child is young, the child is enrolled into a maktab and then to a madrasa. And we know when he comes to the end of the maktab cause or the alim cause or whatever madrasa, studies are given, he come to the end, the person thinks now it's the end of the road. No, no, it's not. When a person leaves the world, that last moment, that's the time where the journey of ilm will end. Every day is a new day for us to gain close to and practicing deen. So a person should regard himself as a student his entire life. Great, great awliya abuzrugan deen They understood the value for ilm. They understood that this is the path to Jannat. And if I have to cease, then my progress also ceases. So every day, they made effort. How I can acquire more ilm? How I can practice on that ilm? And how I can pass that ilm to others? The very first maktab, in the time of Rasulullah wasallam, Mufassirin, muaddisin explained, some say it was the home of as that Fatima bintul Khattab, the sister of Azra Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And people used to come to a home to study deen. The Ustaz was Khabbab ibn Arad. as Umar recalls this incident later on in his life after Allah granted him iman. And he became the second greatest person in this ummah. As Umar mentions how he had now <coughs> converted to Islam. And he came to that home and that his sister Fatima radiallahu and his brother-in-law, they're both studying the Quran and And he came with the sinister intention of killing Rasulullah. <laughs> we all know the incident is quite famous. And then he asked, he first began to beat his sister and his brother in law. And after they mentioned, if you want to kill us, you can kill us, you don't mind. We'll die for this deen. And then he came to his senses, he realized. And then he asked, that, What are you studying? And he said, No, this is the Qur'an Majid. I want to read it, I want to hold it and see it. He said, No, you impure. And there, Umar radiallahu ta'ala, his sister says, have a ghusl. And then he, he has a ghusl, he takes a bath. And after that, the words of the Quran are presented before him. ha ma anzalna alayka al-Quran al-itashqah. Allah is speaking about, in this verse, in Surah Taha, Allah is addressing Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam Allah Pak's love for Nabi sallam, we, all, we, can, we can all try to understand you will never really understand. Allah loved his Nabi so much. So he mentioned in the beginning, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he would stand for salah, lengthy, lengthy rakats during the night, sometimes the whole night, half night, the whole night. And he would stand on one foot till he got tired, and he put it down, he stood on the other foot. Allah Pak send us the surah, surah Taha. Taha referred to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh, my beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ma anzalna alayka al we didn't send down this Qur'an to make it difficult for you. This whole deen, we made it. We sent it down to you so that you can connect with Allah so that your life can become happy, your life can become fruitful, your life can become easy. This whole deen is to create happiness and ease. So, O oh Muhammad, so we didn't send this Qur'an. I said, Umar radiallahu Allah is reciting these verses. And there we find the light of Iman enters his heart. Inni أَنَ Allah, Allah says, I am your Lord." and worship me. As Umar says that take me to Muhammad I want to embrace Islam. As Khabab is hiding, he came out and then he says that Oh, Umar, glad tidings, Nabi mentioned your name last night, Thursday night. Nabi made dua that Allah grant Islam power to either Abu Jal or Umar bin Khattab. It seems that the dua of Rasul in your favor has been accepted. This was the, like the first maktab in the home of that Umar and sister Father Fatima bin al Khattab. Allahu Akbar. You see, the second maktab that was held was in Dari Arqam. And the Sahaba used to gather there, over 40 Sahaba. This was the place where Umar radiallahu had, had embraced Islam. So it was Fatima's home, and then it was Dari Arqam. Then he was taken to Dari Arqam, and then he embraced Islam. Other Sahaba also embraced Islam here. Yeah. And then thereafter, when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Banu Hashim, Banu Al-Muttalib, the family of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they were boycotted for the three and a half years in Shayb Abi Talib. Again, we find Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the sahaba, they are all boycotted. They standed in that place. They are so to say, locked. They're not allowed any type of interaction with the people. You couldn't buy, you couldn't sell. They weren't allowed to give their daughters also in marriage to Bani Hashim. With this sinister plot that they should hand over Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to them. So they told Abu Talib, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam if you hand over your nephew to us, this whole boycott will come to an end. Nabi sallallahu family, they stood with him in thick and thin. Whether they embrace Islam or they didn't embrace Islam, they remain at the side of Rasulullah sallallahu supporting him and supporting his cause. And three and a half years continued in this way. But Nabi some continued to teach deen in Shayh by Abi Talib, they said this was the third maktab. And there were many other maqtab also, many other madaris, there were many other venues, where the Sahaba Ridwan Allah learned deen, and they practiced deen, and they propagated deen also to others. Then we came the time that where the Jama'at came from Medina Munawara, Asad ibn Zurara, and five other brothers. And Asad ibn Zurara was the first to embrace Islam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sends it as ambassadors of deen and Islam to go to Medina to propagate Islam and to teach the people deen. Then the following year we find another Jamaat comes. They make darqas oh Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Can you send some mu'allim to teach us deen, to teach the people Islam? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sends two sahaba. Abdullah ibn Umm Maktum radiallahu ta'ala and Mus'ab ibn Umayyad. They come to Medina Munurah. They stayed in the Orchard of Asad ibn Zarara, this was the maktab. This was the maktab there. They would perform salahya because there was no masjid till that point. That would be the maktab, the madrasa, the khanqa. They would make zikr, everything. And this is the point at where deen began to spread. And they would teach people in this. Then Rafi ibn Malik r.a. later on we find that his home also was designated also as a small maktab or madrasa. Sahaba used to go there, people used to go and learn. The Nabi Sallallahu appointed the freed slave of Abu Huzaifa Salim radiallahu to teach people in Quba. So you find this journey of learning, teaching, and passing Deen on to others was the endeavor and the mission of Rasulullah Sallallahu throughout his life in Makkah Mukarramah, they come to Medina Munawwarah till the end of the life of Rasulullah Teaching this ummah that the journey to Allah is the journey of ilm. How much knowledge do you have? Are you concerned about this or are you not concerned? First, about his livelihood. Alhamdulillah. That is also important. Talabul halal ba'dal farais. To earn halal rozi. After all the other farais, this is also his first. Allah Pak Nabi Sallallahu is indicating that your salah is first. This obligation is more important. And then the other obligations that Allah pak had placed on your shoulders, after all this, then you should also worry about earning wealth here. But al farayr. And then you find in the hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ, طَلَبُ الْعِلْمِ فريضة عَلَى كُلِّ مُؤْمِنٍ مُسْلِمٍ وَمُسْلِمَةٍ Acquiring the knowledge of deen is also farz. It's also farz. Now let's look at an example of our Qabir Buzugana deen. One of the principles of Darlum Dioban, he was not a formal alim in the Rafiuddin. He wasn't a formal alim. But he spent time in the company of the awliya, buzugan ad ulama and Allah granted him that knowledge. You see, when a person grows old, or he passes that, that age where he can now take admission, a maktab, madrasa, now he wonders, how can I get that ilm? So remaining in the company of the pious, attending the programs of the buzugan wherever we find an opportunity we should be there. Associate, affiliate, link and connect ourselves with the rightly guided ulama. Nabi Salaam also mentioned, in the hadith it is mentioned, the statement of Muhammad bin Sirin and Samsay Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala and also mentioned this, ilm that this knowledge is your deen. You should be very careful and cautious who you acquire this knowledge from. How important. So let's look at one example. So Shah Rafiuddin is the principal of Darlung Dioban. He's not a formal alim. But he is all the time concerned that I should get closer to Allah. And the part to get closer to Allah, to Jannat is a part of ill. So every day he would now look at the Ahadith, the translations, the books of the Buzugan Deen. So he was looking at the translation of Qur'an i Majeed. So he came across one verse of the Qur'an, and in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, لَيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا مَا No person will acquire except what he had worked for. What he made effort for, that's all you'll get. So this Buzruk now, it got him thinking. He says that the Qur'an outwardly is mentioning that only whatever you made effort for, you will receive that. But there are other hadith of Rasulullah which we learn from the ulama which I record the books of hadith is that if a person makes Isol a sawab and he passes the reward on to somebody, a person will be able to benefit through that way also. So here he didn't make his own effort, somebody else had made dua for him, somebody else gave charity, somebody had performed some Nafil Salah and passed the reward to the living or the dead. Isol sawab is not confined to the dead only, it's a So this also we find you can acquire from other people. How to lead this Hadith now? And the verse of the Qur'an, they're not tying up. Uh, There seem to be an outer contradiction. There's no contradiction, but in his mind he's thinking that now the Qur'an is saying something else, the hadith is saying something else, what's the answer to it? So he, he became very, very worried and concerned, very worried. It was at night when he was looking at this translation and it got him very worried. He thought that, okay, I can read till the morning. In the morning, maybe I'll go to the ulama and ask them, what's the meaning of this verse? How you'll apply it in deen? And then he thought that, but if tonight I pass away, this is the last night and last deen in my life, and I'll meet Allah without this knowledge. As though my iman, my deen is not complete. I got a doubt, I got a doubt here. If you have a doubt, what you should be doing? You should be concerned about it. Remove this doubt, go to the rightly guided ulama give you the explanation. So he says, This part of the night, which Buzruk I can go to? It's very late. So he says the Buzruk of this time is Hazrat Gangoi, Ma Rashid Ahmad Gangoi. Now this Buzruk is in Dioban. Hazrat Ma Rashid Ahmad Gangoi is in Gango. It's a lengthy journey. Then they have cars like how we have today. So the Buzruk he went on foot. He left his home and he comes to Gango. When he reaches Gango, Hazrat Gangohi Ramutlali woke up for his tahajjud, he was making wuzu. And Shah Rafiuddin, the principal of Dalung Jovan, as mentioned before, you not an alim, but very great wuzuk, he comes in, Hazrat Gangohi Ramutlali completes the wuzu, I say, what brings you at this part of the morning? He came this time. He says, Hazrat, I got this one question, I don't understand it. I don't understand this question. He says, what is it? He says that I recited this verse, and the meaning of this verse, Allah Pak is saying, وَأَلَّيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا And man will only get what he worked for, what he made effort for, that is that reward he'll get. But the hadith mentioned that you can make isolu sawab If you send convey some good deed to somebody, he'll get the reward. And then it's mentioned also, if a person teaches some person deen. As long as the one who taught deen, practices on that deen, if it is namaz, if it is uh, makes roza, whatever you taught him, he is making the effort. Your accounts will continue to grow, to increase. This shows from the hadith that you can get reward like that. Surah Buzlub now, the man of the time, he says, This is in reference to Iman. That Iman is your own effort. Nobody else's Iman will be able to be given to somebody else or oh, nobody's iman can benefit a kafir if the kafir passed away upon kufr. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi beloved uncle who supported the cause of Nabi Sallallahu his whole life. Abu Talib, is passing away on his deadbed. Nabi Sallallahu is greatly worried and concerned. He quickly comes there. He finds Abu Jali there, the chiefs of the Quraysh. Nabi Sallallahu says, Oh my uncle, please, just say La ilaha illallah. Enter into iman and Islam. Once you say that, Inshallah, I will intercede for you. But if you die without Iman, I can't do anything. Then I can't, then I can't do. Iman, if you don't have Iman, you could have done the best of deeds in the world as a kafir. You'll get repaid in this world. There'll be nothing for you in the year after. And his uncle said, the other, other mentioned that, no, how can you leave the way of your forefathers? And they he said, Alamin lati muttalib nay upon the way of my forefathers. And he passed away on kufr. This was very great, greatly, deeply said, and grieved over it. Nabi Sallam started making dua and maghfirat. Allah Pak said in the Quran, Inna kalla tahadiman ahbabta. Walakinna Allah yahadimi yash. Oh Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hidayat is not in your hands. You can't give iman and Hidayat to anybody. That Allah Pak wants, Allah Pak will guide them. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was stopped from making dua for his uncle and for any kafir. So Al-Hadr go around and mention that iman is what your own iman. That's when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, after he received nubuwwat. he went. He climbed Mount Safa, he called the different, different tribes of the Arab. He called Bani Hashim, Bani Muttalib, Bani Far, called the different tribes. And then he told them, bring Iman. And then he addressed his aunt, he addressed his daughter, he addressed his close family members, he said, if you don't bring Iman, I can't help you by Allah. I can't assist you in any way. So Iman, that is your own. After a person bring Iman, now there's a bond of brotherhood of Iman in Islam, now you can make Isali solid sawab, you can you can you can benefit your brother in, the, in different ways. So, respected friends, this was the talab in the hearts of our Kabir Buzugana Deen is that if they didn't know something, it concerned them. I, I, I. A person should be worried now if he comes before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah Allah Pak saying, How old are you? fifty years, sixty years, your Namaz is not right, your tilawat is not right. You don't know how to recite this, your whole life is spent in this world, but the basics of deen you didn't acquire. Allahu Akbar. Indeed, that day will be a day of great loss for many people. Allah save me, save all of us. And then there will be that day that those who excelled in ill, Allah Pak will bring the ulama. And Allah will bring the shuhada. And then the blood of the shuhada will be weighed on the scales. And the ink of the scholars Who serve deen, who strove for deen, that this deen can reach the four corners of the globe. And the ink of the ulama against the blood of the shuhada will put on the scales. And on that day, the ink of the ulama will weigh more than the blood of the shuhada. Allah Park will show the world, these people's entire life, their investment was iman and Islam. My business was their business. What my business was Islam. Their whole life, their whole hearts and minds were mostly concerned how we can connect people to the masjid. How we can teach quhadis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Everything is important, everything, you know, everything. Allah alayhi Imagine Sahaba so, Ridwan had true value. How we got value for wealth, they had value for deen. They had value for ilm. Imagine Abu Hazrat Abu Rira radiallahu ta'ala after Nabi alayhi passed away. Then he started narrating a lot of ahadis. He was narrating a lot of ahadis. He only got four years in the life of Rasulullah ﷺ, then he passed, Nabi ﷺ passed away. Only four years, Abu Riyadh came, he came at Khaybar, at time of Khaybar. Only four years. But he stayed in the company of Nabi ﷺ, night and day, he never moved. And, and whatever hadith Rasulullah ﷺ would narrate, Nabi ﷺ to understand, appreciate, our Nabi was the greatest of all, for all prophets, the greatest of mankind, greatest of Allah's creation of Muhammad ﷺ. We all know that. The greatest, Allahu Akbar. Nabi Sallam was the unworded prophet, messenger. He didn't learn to read and write. And the knowledge he brought closed the libraries of the world down. Imagine that from his heart. So much of ahadith, so much of knowledge. Allahu Akbar, the light. He, he enlightened this entire world. That's what Muhammad Sallam. So Abu Reh radiallahu after Nabi Sallam passed away, now people began to say, Aksara Abu Hurira, Aksara Abu hurira. He is narrating so many hadiths. When you speak of Imam Bukhari, Amirul Muminin, fi al-Hadith, Muhammad ibn Ismail ibn Ibrahim ibn Bukhara ibn al-Bardis, Jafar Bukhari, he's all series, he's sannad, his, his nassab. His so great he was. Imam Bukhari. After Quran, the greatest kitab Bukhari Sharif. So we all know him as he was Amirul Muminin fi al-Hadith. In hadith, he was. among the Sahaba, the greatest muhaddith was Abu Huraira. Allahu Akbar, 5374 hadiths. So he said, Aksara so much hadiths. People began to doubt, hey, you know, is he making a mistake in quoting you or what? So say, how is it that this sahabi, that sahabi, they're not quoting so much hadiths, you quoting so much? So he says, night and day I spent with Rasulullah I had no food also. Days is should pass, no food, I should fall down. People think maybe he suffered epilepsy, that time to treat it, they should put their feet on a person's neck. They didn't know I had no food. That's why what was my condition? I stood, I remained firm with the Nabi of Allah. Committed to learning Quran and Hadith, learning Deen. Today, he says, he says my brothers of the Ansar, they had the plantations to take care of. They were coming to Nabi sir, but they were also worried about the plantations. The Muajirin, they had the businesses also, they were coming also, but, but I night and day, I remained there. Until on one occasion, I told the Nabi of Allah, I'm forgetting the hadith that you have narrated. I'm, I'm trying to learn it late at night. I'm forgetting. Make dua. The Prophet said to oh, Abu Hurairah, take out your shawl put it on the floor. Put it there. The Prophet made dua and he took something. Abu Hurairah said, I don't know what it was. It's like, as though he took something and he put it in the shawl. He made dua. He said, now wear your shawl. Inshallah, you won't forget anything from this day. The dua of Rasulullah he got. He said, on another occasion there were two sahaba who were seated. Abu Hurairah was the third. And they said, let's make dua. And, and Rasulullah came. And then the first one made the dua, whatever dua he made. Each one said amin. The Nabi of Allah said amin. The second one made dua. Nabi Salaam also said amin. Each one said amin. Okay, Abu Huraira said, oh Allah, whatever they both asked for, I asked for. And I asked for a memory that will never forget the Mubarak Hadith of Rasululullah. Nabi Salaam said, amin. So that knowledge, that knowledge of deen was so important to them, so important. One last incident. Once a person came to Imran bin Hussein radiallahu anhu. Came there, he asked the Imran bin Hussein radiallahu ta'ala, he asked him one masla. He told Imran bin Hussein radiallahu anhu, And I told him, I came to ask you this, this masla, I want you to show me from the Quran the answer, give me the answer from Quran, I don't want, I don't want the answer from anywhere else. So I said Imran bin Hussein radiallahu anhu, and I told this person, let me explain to you brother, let me explain to you something. You see, there's two sources of primary guidance, primary two sources. Nabi S.A.W. left the Qur'an and his sunnah. Everything is not in the Qur'an. It's also in the sunnah of Rasulullah. Allah Allah spoke about namaz in Qur'an. But how many rakats of fajr, zuhr, asr, maghrib, isha, is not in Qur'an. (laughs) That is in the sunnah, in the hadith. Allah spoke about giving zakat. Two and a half percent of of, of zakat is not mentioned in the Qur'an, that's mentioned in the hadith. Giving zakat on cattle, giving zakat of goats and sheep and camels and cows, all in the hadith. Allah spoke about Hajj, but the details of this in the hadith. So you coming and asking this, this is incorrect. But say, I made a mistake, you know. Yes, teach me deen, you know. Then the person he taught him. So, brothers, each and every person is a student. He's studying on this path. What Nabi sir mentioned. Man ilma, the person who treads the path of knowledge acquiring deen. Whichever way, whether in the maqtab, whether in the madrasa, whether coming to some alim, whether sitting in some gathering of deen and learning, whoever is concerned about getting that ilm, to practice deen correctly and reach Allah, and Allah must be happy. bi il- jannah. That bandha is on a path that will lead him to Jannah. The fishes in the sea Make dua for him. The birds in the sky make dua for him. The whole creation are engaged in making dua for those who are concerned about the preservation of the deen of Islam. Allah Ta'ala give me a manifest tawfiq of making amal, al-Qur'an.